Welcome in to DTC. The Redskins hold court, beat the Panthers at home, twenty-three to seventeen. They improved to three and two. Ugly game for me all around. We'll get Stevie's take on it. We'll get FP's take on it. We'll get uh, Joe Razzi's take on it too. But I'm gonna go first. This was a boring game. Alex Smith dropped back to pass seventy times. He ended up completing like a third of his passes for 150 yards. Two garbage touchdowns. The team really didn't look very good. I'm glad that Josh, uh, that Norman came out and had himself a nice game. Uh, maybe a little bit of a revenge game there. Um, you know, North Turner was in the building. There was some revenge, uh, I guess, revenge plot lines there too that didn't really amount to anything. It was nice to see, you know, Greg Olson back on the field. He's just, uh, from a fantasy perspective, a guy that's been on my team, it seems like, every year in and out for about a decade. But, you know, with the Redskins specifically, the only player that really shined in my mind was Adrian Peterson playing, you know, hobbled, bad bad leg, bad ankle, bad shoulder. But he had himself a nice game. And the, the D-line, the Redskins D-line, I think, did a very nice job as well controlling McCaffrey. But overall, just an ugly game. I, I wasn't inspired watching it. I wasn't truly encouraged watching it either. But hey, a win and a, a win is a win in this NFL. Three and two and division leading is these these aren't these aren't things to just I guess take lightly. Well, maybe because the division is terrible. But Stevie, I, I'm gonna assume you watched. Let's go a little over under here. Actually, before we go to Steve, Joe Razzi, over or under two quarters watched for Steve today. For Steve today, I would say. I would actually push on that and so say he too. probably he watched, watched a half. He watched a half. Yeah, he watched a half. Says, FP, says the how guy about you? Leaves church early. <laughs> uh, Stevie, Stevie definitely watched uh, zero quarters. Stevie, how much did you watch of this game? Does it count if it was on the background at a restaurant that I was at? <laughs> yes, and that does I, count. I think it kind of counts. I mean, look, let's. This was an ugly game, in my opinion. Did you see anything that made you encouraged about this team whatsoever? We were at a restaurant. We were hanging out with people. I did catch uh, the game, uh, and I, I actually DVR'd it and watched it on DirecTV now uh, after I got home as well just to get some of the nuances. But really, does any team uh, – uh, is any team a better example of the week-in, week-out NFL than the Washington Redskins? I mean, it's not just that they win one week, lose one week, win one week, lose one week. It's the way they do it. I mean – the, the, the week one against Arizona, they looked so good, right? They came out, all systems firing. Alex Smith looked like the efficient uh, you know, quarterback that we all knew from Kansas City. And then week two, dud, right? And then week three against a Packers team, they looked great for you know two quarters, and the offense is rolling. And then next week, dud. And, and, and they show up to New Orleans on a Monday night, complete dud. So this is – I feel like this is just where we're at with this team, and I think where we're going to be for the next – uh, you know, 10 games or so is that week in, week out, you don't know who you're going to get, and they'll play up to their competition, and they'll also play down to their competition. This is a 7-9 and nine team if I've ever seen one. So, Joe Razzi, let's get you in here. Jordan Reed catches five balls for 36 yards, an anemic seven, seven yards a catch. At least they forced him the ball, or force-fed him a little bit here, but Vernon Davis outgains him. He catches three for 48 for a 16 average and catches the touchdown Paul Richardson playing through some some injuries. Apparently in the post game or in the pregame, they were saying that he was in excruciating pain, making cuts, just practicing. But he came out there. He he caught what three balls, I think, for thirty yards. Like there just wasn't a lot of yards to be had today. Is there one offensive performance that stood out to you more than others? 
I would have to say, back to your point about Jordan Reed, I would ha- see the problem with Jordan Reed is his defense is schemed to him, so they plan to stop him, and that's the result. That's why Vernon Davis had the game he had. That's why he was running down the field wide open on that first touchdown. Uh, Alex Smith did a good job looking off to the right, then looking down to the left and finding Vernon Davis down the seam. Um, the one player, I mean, Adrian Peterson, he, he really did a good job. You know, he was playing her. I think he had a shoulder injury that he was recovering from. Um, but I, I think he did well. The offensive line played really well. I, you know, you got to give a shout-out to them. They're playing banged up. you got some guys not playing in, in their original spots. Uh, but the, overall, the offense didn't look um, that, you know, encouraging. I mean, you got to give a shout-out to my boy Josh Doxson, who had a couple targets, was able to get on the field. That's encouraging. But, I mean, even the play calling was very just medi- It was just very average. It, it seemed like a Jay Gruden coach game. You know, we came into the first half. We we were firing in all cylinders, and just the defense adjusts, and Jay Gruden fails to adjust. Um, so we just he didn't know how to coach a sixty-minute game. So I know I'm getting a little off track here with the question that you asked, but I just really wanted to make that point that Jay Gruden is the reason why we're up and down like this. To Steve's point, is is Jay Gruden does not know how to make adjustments. Jay Gruden does not know how to prepare a team week in and week out. And I think that's going to be the problem of the team for for the rest of 10, 11 games, whatever we have left on the schedule. So I think, you know, <clears throat> win one, lose one, win one, lose one. I, if you look at looking at the schedule, I, I could see that trend continuing. I mean, this, I wouldn't be surprised if we end up eight and eight. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up one game or one game above or below 500. The team has enough talent to eke out these ugly wins. Uh, they also, in some cases, when they match up, when they're matched up with better teams, like the Saints a week ago, they just, it's just ugly, and they get blown out. So this team has to find an identity. And and frankly, Alex Smith has been, I think, through, what, five games now, you, you would have to say he's been a disappointment uh, by comparison to um, what maybe what we were expecting. Kirk hasn't really lit the world on fire in Minnesota, although he had a fantastic uh, touchdown celebration today, which maybe we can talk <laughs> about in a bit. But, FP, let's get you in here. Let's, let's talk about the defense a little bit here. Quentin Dunbar records six tackles. Zach Brown goes for five. Swearinger goes for for uh, four and has a sack as well. And Norman, of course, four tackles, one interception, and a whole lot of talking. This guy just uh, lots and lots of talking. Was there one defensive performance? Or is there anything encouraging? I know coming in, the, the numbers seem to be misleading, but somehow they came in as the seventh best overall defense, even after uh, the boat race that they uh, that they had to endure in in New Orleans. So the numbers just to me seem a little bit like a, they're they're mirage like. I don't think the defense is as good as the numbers are, but they played okay today, and they controlled one of the better talents in the league in Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he really couldn't get anything done today. Yeah, well, the the defense numbers aren't necessarily skewed. Um, even against the Saints, we the Redskins held their their run game, and the Panthers come in there with what one of the the the, the most rushing yards per game up until this week, one of the top five rushing attacks in the season so far. Um, so the, the front line for the defense is doing their job. Deron Payne truly will be um, a first ballot pro bowler, if, if not this year, then in years to come regularly. Um, the defense as a whole did well. I, I like seeing Josh Norman get fired up. And if he has to fire off his, his mouth and get uh, snippy and do all those things, whatever, as long as he has the plays on the field and that that. What was more impressive than the interception was was his fumble that that he forced. And he just if you get that week in and week out from him and not because everybody 
wanted his ass after the Saints game and and trade talks and talk about how he's all Hollywood or whatever. And and considering it was a revenge game with the Panthers, if he does that week in and week out, so be it. I mean, talk all you want. I like it as long as you give me something on the field. But for all three of you guys to kind of say that the the team as a whole kind of looked down, it's more than just a, a stats thing at this point. If you watch this game from start to finish, which I'm pretty sure me and LP probably were the only ones to do it, maybe Razzle, the, the team as a whole, while sometimes anemic, it was a solid performance. Special teams, offense, defense, everything was firing. Boring. And you got to realize you're doing this without Chris Thompson. And technically Crowder, but he hasn't really been an issue. But without Chris Thompson and and you get everything working, and Alex Smith still pushed. Everything is working. Alex Smith had 160 yards. Yeah, with two touchdown passes, and it and it was it worked. I mean, who cares? Your run game was working. AP got almost 100 yards. Who cares how much Alex Smith passed for? As long as you get the points and you get the win, I it. I don't need I'm him not, to throw 400 yards and not get a win. Who cares about that? I'm gonna. He go, got I'm, different receivers involved, including Doxon, Maurice Harris. I mean, Vernon Davis got his play because he's executing with Jordan Reed, and 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 people are n- noticing that he's looking at Jordan Reed, which gets your run game going. I mean, overall, the the team was clicking. It wasn't flashy, it wasn't impressive, but they were clicking, and everything that Gruden was calling was working. Well, fine. So Alex Smith hit eight different receivers. You know, whoop de doo. It was still ugly. It was still ugly. Boring. It's a exactly. rainy game against the Panthers, and the the Panthers play ugly games. That game against the Giants was ugly. You're you're not going to get flashy wins. I have to. I'm going to agree with FP on the point that Alex Smith did play the game that we needed him to, but because we were up early, we were up. We got up to a point. I think it was seventeen nothing in the second quarter, and. The play calling is what is what you know really led to a dud in the second half. We were trying just to run out the clock, trying to just end the game. Um, and but what the Panthers were able to do is come out in the second half and go down the field and make some plays and score some points. You know, I, I'll agree that the play calling was questionable at times. But if you don't, uh, I mean, don't forget we were driving down the field in that third quarter, chewing up a lot of clock. And we were right there ready to score again, and then a ball got batted down from Alex Smith in the red zone. It's not that we were calling— Are you talking about uh, the drive that started on the opponent's 40-yard line and ended at the opponent's 40-yard line? No, I'm talking about the drive that ended with us about to score and the ball got batted down from Alex What's Smith. What's it going to take for you to say that this team has a bad offense? I don't understand it's how— mediocre. You, it's not a bad offense. What's is a bad a top, offense— is it, a, is it a top 15 offense? I would I would put them at almost exactly 15. You think there's it's 15 not, teams with a worse offense than the Redskins? Yes. I would yeah. you, you need to look at what we did. First of all, that Monday night game, nobody no team was going to go in there and and perform. I mean, I you can go conspiracy theory or you can go just pure skill by skill. Nobody was going to go into Monday night at the Superdome and and perform. That's a given. And then you got Green Bay Good win. Indianapolis, you're seeing week in and week out, they're a better team than most people expected. And we put an ass whooping on Arizona. This team isn't a bad team. Can I mean, they're I, not uh, a great team, but for the 3-2 record that we have, if you look at the opponents and you look at the quality of play, you really only have that New Orleans game where you can say we crapped the bed. Everything else. And the Colts. 
No, we, we, we kept the Beds with the Colts. But, the Colts, the Colts have only had one win. Can I, can, I, can I just officially get off the Jew, uh, Jay Gruden train? Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. I made a seat for you, Stevie. I liked him, but I'll tell you why I'm off of it, okay? Is I don't think he's gotten any better. I mean, this is his fifth. Is this fifth season for him? Right, Razzle? Is, yep. It's fifth, fifth season as a head coach. And I have seen zero improvement. What, I, my, what I'm trying to say is I think he came in as a good coach, and I think he stayed at the exact same place that he's, came well, he came in. He has started ago. two and two every single season. This is the first that's year since his point. That's, that's his point. No, he was the same yeah, coach well, he, he was five years ago. Okay, but but let me just, let me just kind of clarify. I don't see any halftime adjustments. Any, I, we are one of the worst third-quarter teams in the NFL. If not the worst, if we could find a stat on that, that'd be uh, fantastic. Um, big games, we never come out sharp. I mean, FP alluded to the Monday night game. We never come out sharp, and that's been a problem for this team for several years now. Um, boneheaded mistakes. I, I mean, the, the, the team does not know how to overcome adversity. And again, we're running into the same problem, literally running into the same problem in the sense of we get leads and we don't know how to put teams away. That's a Jay Gruden problem. That's a play I will, problem. I will. I will. I'm one that's always on and off the Jay Gruden chain regularly, and I've voiced my opinion about it on this show. But most of the time, it's going to be because the opposing team's offense adjusts, and our defense never answers that call. As much as Gruden being the head coach takes the blame for that, you can't necessarily blame him for Minuski. Or whoever not adjusting yes, their can. defense. The no, yeah, coach. absolutely, you can't. The no, no, is not making just said you can blame Bruce Allen saving, for not Minuski's having any talent. His butt of course, with no. these, with these, with these victories, Minuski's the one saving him. This defense. No, is- I mean, but but you're looking at these games, and even when we do build our lead, okay, so your second half touchdowns don't exist. But when you're up 21-0, 17-0, and that opposing team comes in and they just run it down our throat or pass down our throat in third quarter. You need, yes, Gruden needs to be like, hey, defense, do something. But it's not necessarily, Gruden's not a defensive guy. He's not a riverboat Ron. He's not going to be like, this is what we need to do. Our defensive coordinator needs to be like, all right, we were in prevent. Let's get out of prevent. All yes, right, but ding dong, he can still call offensive plays to score <laughs> points, right? He doesn't have to come out and take a knee. Yeah, that's no. what The no, offense in the third quarter comes out, takes their pants off, and just hangs out basically every game. <laughs> come on, man. No, no. Yeah, it's not his job to coach up the defense. Fine. But he, he why can't he score points in the third quarter? Like why why can't we have like maybe what he needs to do is have a different play sheet for the second half. So that I I would like, venture to say I know nothing about Greg Minuski, Jim Minuski, whatever his first name is. I would venture to say that he is doing more with less on that defensive uh side of the ball than uh I was about to say Jim Jordan. Then what Jay Gruden is doing? No, come on, on man. the offense. No, Stevie, Stevie. Come on, talent. come on. He, also, the defense has we, more talent on the offense right now. Really? Can yeah. we? I'll say the back to overcoming adversity because to come out. No, I, the, I, the defense definitely. Hold on. First of all, Steve, the defense. Are you saying the offense has oh, more talent yeah. than the defense? I, I'm saying that by leaps and bounds. The offense. Please. is – No, 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 no. Yes, no, no. I'm happy. I'm happy to block Ryan and myself. <laughs> you, <laughs> I, I just, you have two Pro Bowl offensive linemen. You have a Pro Bowl tight end. You have 
mediocre receiver, then you have a you know you have an aging running back you on don't offense have receivers. and a great quarterback and a great quarterback. Great, I suppose. great suppose, quarterback. I mean, I think good quarterback. Did you, did you see that stat during the game, which I did catch? Is that he uh, is number three it in wins. wins in the past? I don't know. What was it five years, ten years, something like that? Behind Since he started his career in Kansas City, behind yeah. Brady and Russell Wilson. Yeah. I mean, you have a guy who knows how to win. All I'm saying is this defense lacks serious talent. And the most talented person we have, we discovered, kind of sucks in Josh Norman. <laughs> so. Well, I, right now, your your most talented defensive players, performing-wise, is definitely Deron Payton right now. I was going to say is Jonathan Allen or Deron Payton. Yeah, whatever. I mean, that front, that defensive line, the even person. Matt Ioannidis, man, that, that's a good but defensive again, FB, line. As, as, as good as they've been, can they get any pressure with a four-man front? Well, four-man so— line? We we were getting pressure on Cam Newton all day today. I mean, they were in his face and they were making him rush his throws. And you saw that towards the end of the game when they were doing that final drive, he was rushing those throws and and he didn't get to do Cam Newton things. And that pressure was getting there Did without you watch a blitz. A different game because I saw Torrey Smith catch <laughs> four balls for like fifty yards in the final do, two minutes of the you game. They understand? actually ran the same play twice on us. Yes, most right. scoring plays. Do you <laughs> understand football though? He was rushed in that pocket, and when it mattered, he couldn't get those. I plays. understand they, the guy calling the game put up a side by side of back to back plays where the defense got beat by the same play. Literally okay, two plays. Well, right now, plays. right now. I, listen, Ding Dong, I was talking about the, the pressure, <laughs> not the secondary. The pressure was in Cam Newton's personal face here. rushing his throws. Don't Cam come Newton, at me listen, like I don't know what I'm talking Cam about. Cam Newton, the don't there. at me, bro. Cam you Newton came with his mambo sauce cleats and he got a big fat <laughs> L, all right, in D.C. But look, a win is a win. It's over. But let's talk about the, the Dallas Cowboys here for just a second because tonight officially starts Dallas week here in Washington, D.C., which apparently only matters in Washington, D.C., but the Cowboys, I believe, are coming to town next weekend. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, so it mm-hmm. is Dallas week. Dallas is coming in three and three after putting a an absolute. Uh, there's really no word for what they did to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Is today. that the four? Is that a four twenty five mm-hmm. game? Yeah, yep. I believe so, sir. Game of the week. But let's just talk about Dallas here for a second. They put up a forty spot against one of the best, if not the best, defense in the league in the Jaguars. Completely shut them down. Dak still stinks. I mean, he he's he's worse than Alex Smith. Okay, so he's definitely below him on the on the uh, the list of quarterbacks in the league, or as far as how they perform. But Zeke is a freak for sure, no question about it. Cole Beasley had a monster game today. Dallas comes to town. This should be talent wise, the Skins are the better team here, even though the offense and the defense at times are a bit anemic. I I expect the Redskins to be ready and come out and win on Sunday. Now I am a little scared because Dallas was zero and three at one point. I think they've rattled off, or maybe they were one and one and three. I'm not sure, but this is today's performance was really, really impressive by by the Cowboys, especially defensively to control the Jags. Um, but well, I mean, what do you guys see? You know, welcome to Dallas week. But what do you guys see, or do you even care? No, I didn't know it was Dallas week, but I'll say uh, <laughs> no surprise. I, Steve. No surprise. <laughs> I think uh, I got I got to go to pumpkin patch on Sunday. Actually, I got to be back before that's what I was asking. Um, I actually think the Dallas matchup is super favorable to the Redskins in the sense of, I mean, I think the Redskins really struggle in pass coverage and 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 getting after the quarterback. So I think Dallas does not have a strong passing game, like you said. Dak is not, uh, you know, going to beat you tremendously with his arm. I don't think they have a really true number one receiver that, uh, you know, is, is going to kill you down the field. So I actually really like this. Uh, Matchup. I think they can contain Zeke. I think they've proven they can contain Zeke over the past couple of years. Um, and I, I think 
you know, talent-wise, I think the Skins are a lot more talented. I think their offense can get going. This is not the same Dallas offensive line that has been world burners over the past few years. I mean, they've lost some pieces on the offensive line. Right. So I think this is a, a, what they did to the Jags today. Like I said, week in, week out league. That's one game fluke. They've looked bad this season. Yes. Dallas has looked bad. They looked terrible against the against the uh, who they played on Sunday night last week. They played um, the Texans. The Texans. They looked terrible. They looked terrible. And there, but there will be more Cowboys fans than Redskins fans. Absolutely. There's going to be a lot of NBDs there. But more importantly, this is favorable for the Redskins. Never been to Dallas, Steve. That's what that stands for. Uh, <laughs> NBDs. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Never been to Dallas. I thought it was a boob. But... <laughs> uh, <laughs> But it's favorable for the Redskins because the, this Cowboys team. Wait, how's that a boobs reference? I don't know. I, I don't know. I have boobs on my. <laughs> 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 the guy's got a hookah right in front of him. What do you want me to do? <laughs> it's favorable because you would expect the Cowboys to come out kind of overinflated with this victory, and I think this is a, a very, very, very good chance for them to come out and lay a dud, kind of being overconfident in themselves. Whereas we, with uh, the Redskins, with the the ugly win, according to you guys, are no. It's not according the... to you guys. <laughs> it was a terrible game. You can't look at no, this game. It was not. We, a terrible they game. they barely they barely beat a mediocre team. They're not. They were three and one. They're not a mediocre team. They have the, the Panthers have one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL right now. They're not a mediocre team. F he is right. You, they're the mediocre. SC's right. The Panthers aren't a mediocre team, but we should have lost that game in the way Cam Newell went down the field. He just blew it when he had those the last three downs, just throwing the ball away. We well, did get a little bit of pressure on because him. Because the Redskins pressure was there. The pressure, the pressure was there, but he, he really didn't play like himself on those last three plays. But we got we barely, we barely escaped away with a win. But on to, to answer your earlier question about Dallas, I think – Today was a fluke. You know, you saw the reports in the in the media this week with Jerry Jones questioning Jason Garrett's coaching and, and going for on fourth down and there's a lot of drama. I think this was just a fluke of a week. I think it will be a closely um, matched game next week here at FedEx Field. I, I, I see it being a, like, 24-27 game. I'm not going to pick a winner at this point. Uh, we'll have to see how the injuries go this week. We get Chris Thompson back, which – to to go to the earlier point with Capri Bibbs in the game today, I was really disappointed in the way that he played. Uh, he didn't get a lot of touches. He didn't make a lot of with the times he did get the ball. What happened to Byron um, that, Marshall? He's gone. He's, he's either on the practice squad or he's cut. Yeah, I think did they sneak him onto the? I, I have to check. Yeah, him. that was a dude that played like wide receiver and running back, right, coming out of college. I think I gotta go. I gotta double check. I can, gotta I, check. can I say one thing no, about Chris no, Thompson? You can't. No, no. No, no, shut up, Joe. Listen, I think I think our offense actually clicked a little bit better because they had 163 basket yards. Hold on. They Can we mute Joe for a better. second? Let FB they talk. clicked a little bit better because Gruden and Alex Smith didn't have the Chris Thompson safety valve always there, which kind of forced Alex Smith to look downfield a little bit more. And he, but he didn't, though. We didn't throw the ball downfield. His longest field. completion was like 19 yards. What are you talking for about? Alex Smith, Look, pause. For Alex Smith, when I say look down the field, that means 10 yards look, or plus. I, you know what I can confirm now? You're an idiot. That's what I can confirm. I, I You are a horrible person, <laughs> and you clearly don't watch football, can, can and we, you just read we, stat uh, boxes. I, I, I enjoy the personal insults. I do. You guys know it. <laughs> 
We need to mute both of them somehow. <laughs> Can we just? Or we're just reserved. I'm assuming to the idea that this is the Redskins' offense. I mean, I remember early yeah. on we were saying, you know, they, you know, he wanted to, you know, manage the game. He didn't want to take too many shots downfield. He had the big lead. He was trying to. No, 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 no. This is the Redskins' offense for the foreseeable future. I mean, to be honest, it, beyond this year, I mean, this is going to be the Redskins' offense. As long as Alex Smith is quarterback, so well, we might get a new coach no. next year. We'll I don't know if that's something. fair either, Stevie. Because you, you think the coach him, is he, inhibited? Yeah, because look, he had yeah. when he yeah. had he had some quality receivers last year in Kansas City, right? And he and he took shots, and they had they had bombs, they right? So, so I mean, you, you uh, it's like you you got to think if Deshaun Jackson was on this team right now, or even Pierre Garcon. Oh my god! Like, oh my god! Like, I'm the moron right now. <laughs> You're, you're still yeah, a moron. I'm saying I, I if there's a guy you need to get who off doesn't D-D-D-D-D have a receiver, he fine. It doesn't matter. Anyone that is not on our team now, these guys can't create separation. Alex Smith isn't going to throw them open. So you have a problem here because he's not going to force the ball, and they can't get open. So that's why you end up with eight different guys uh, basically catching the equivalent of 30 yards apiece. It's terrible. It's, it's terrible. You look around the league, the best offenses – the best who, who offense is – Whose fault is this then? So it's – It's primarily it's, it's primarily on Alex because – Okay. I mean, it's primarily on Alex. With Jay. But the scheme – Razzle, Razzle, Razzle was trying to say yeah, it's not. The scheme I, it's the scheme too because he'll, if, you, if you scheme it up for the receivers to run down the field, he'll throw the ball. You saw – exactly the point that Joe made. You saw what now, he did Razzle, in Kansas City last scheme, year. Kirk threw for 75,000 yards last season. Yeah, because we were always down and we were playing oh, catch up. He was a fantasy. He was a stats. Uh, He's stats monster. Quarterback. But he did take garbage yards. Hold on, but he did. But he did take chances. He did take chances. Yeah, Alex Smith against the Saints. Still, we were down by forty. No, that defense. that game was over from before it started. That we like <laughs> so? we Kirk was down. <laughs> you can't have it both ways. You give it to him. But Steve. sorry, can, can we? Can Boob's we take the it down over here? He's laying it down. The, the 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 point you made about Deshaun Jackson. Did anyone see the last play of the Buccaneers game and how they almost won, but he blew the fumble or the throwing? What's the play called when they keep throwing it backwards? A lateral. It's called a lateral. lateral. There you go. Thank you. Did anyone see that? No. Who yeah, watches Tampa? No. I'll watch highlights with. Uh, highlights. I'm gonna watch highlights with Berman here in a little bit. Okay. Uh, NFL primetime. <laughs> watching football night in America. There's this baseball playoffs on. Come on, brother. Do you want to talk about baseball playoffs? Oh my God, I'm bored. Uh, no. All right, I'm out. Uh, mute. I'm not, I'm not. You want to talk about? You want to give a? You want to give a shout out to your boy uh, Brett Kavanaugh sitting on the Supreme Court bench? Yeah, okay. No. Can we okay. can we talk about Kanye okay. in the White House? Yeah, exactly. We can, talk, we can we can talk about Kanye and how he's getting pooped on by CNN because he's uh, he happens to be black and likes the president. Everyone yeah, gets pooped on by CNN. Being completely mentally unstable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody buys his shoes, right? Everybody buys shoes. Him, him and him and Jared seem to be boys. <laughs> they, 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 yes, they do. Hey, yes, dude, you gotta check this out. <laughs> so, any any final thoughts as we uh, wrap up this disgusting win by the Redskins? Uh, uh, I w- go ahead, Stevie. I was just gonna say that they win next week in Dallas. They're four and two. I'm singing a different song next week because I mean, four and two tops in the NFC East. I mean, it's funny because this is one of those you know you, you give them a little bit, you give an inch, you want to take a mile in the sense of. Uh, 
like if if someone would have told me at the beginning of the season you'd be three and two tops of the division after we five weeks probably six weeks with the bye, I'd say hell yeah that that's an amazing start to the season, but the eye test doesn't pan out. I mean they just don't look good, but you know the hope is that they can improve, and they're pretty injury free right now. So if they win next week four and two tops in the division, then playoffs are in the picture. Playoffs, playoffs. <laughs> but, I mean, as long as we, I mean, as long as we're competing for the division, the playoffs are always going to be an option. Um, but I, but I, the division yeah, could. I think somebody could win this division with seven and uh, with a seven and nine record. Right, but we'll still make the playoffs. That's the point. I mean, I don't think a wild card spot is going to be taken by anyone in the NFC East with the way you know the NFC South is coming and the NFC North is both 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 of them are very competitive. So you can probably pick your two wild card from those two divisions um the eagle i mean the eagles had an impressive had a, a pretty good win on thursday night yeah, uh, against impressive. that was another ugly one i mean yeah. they, cru- they crushed the giants so they put they put up numbers if we played the giants we, we would have beat them 13 to 10 so um no so. love no love you know this is the first time since 1997 the redskins have been in first place every week for the first six weeks that's your hot take right there. First time since '97. They were they were in first place at zero and zero. '97 is that Gus Frat? Brad Johnson. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> Brad Johnson. Okay, yeah. I feel like it was a Brad Johnson. I, th- I feel it was. Brad you don't. Johnson. You don't know who the coach was though. Nerve. No nerve. He called him nerve. <laughs> nerve. He called him nerve. <laughs> <laughs> nerve. Then. He panned to him today during the game. I know he sits up in the box. That they guy, him, that guy has coached uh, for every single team in the league over the last mm-hmm. 20 years. It's incredible. It's incredible. He's a, he's a really good offensive coordinator, which same thing we can say for Jay Gruden. And Sean McVay. Maybe. No, Sean McVay is a head coach. They're 6-0, and and they're, and they're stomping on everyone they're playing. He's incredible. He is truly yeah. exceptional. Our mistake is we never fired Jake Gruden the year um, before Sean got hired by you the couldn't fire by the Rams. You, 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 you couldn't, couldn't do that. Couldn't do it. No, you you couldn't have fired him. But what you could have done is paid McVeigh an absorbent amount of money. Yeah. to stay the O'Connor. Yeah, yeah. The Jason. Uh, that's the Jason Garrett route. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Tampa hold on, Bay. Hold on. Did let's let's talk about Jason Garrett for a second. Lovely. How many people agree with Stephen A. Smith? He's only still the coach because he's a white guy. Anybody? <laughs> Uh, I don't know how that guy makes any money. Sure. Like I, I, it's I don't understand how race comes into it, but he definitely shouldn't be the coach yeah, because yeah. He's, he's garbage time with coaching. Well, you would think somebody around Stephen A. Smith would like tap him on the shoulder and be like, uh, there's a guy named Marvin Lewis who hasn't even won a playoff game <laughs> and has been coaching for 16 seasons. In right, but, Cincinnati. The stand, but the, stand, the standards in Dallas are much more different than the standards in Cincinnati. Like Dallas is, you're expected to win. Cincinnati, if you a and a, that's a successful, successful season. So, rather uh, Dallas expect they, they've won in Dallas in years. They've been just as inept as the Redskins. Have. I, I know, but they have a, a very loud owner who's all, and they're always been America's team. We're always watching. Why the why the, why the Cowboys are always on prime time? They're always America's game of the week on Fox. Um, they're all, no matter what, they're always going to be relevant. People always care about what they're doing. This is not the Cincinnati Bagels. And I, I mean, 
I think Stephen A. may have a point with that. Uh, that's the only reason. Oh he... my God! No, you're Can... no, you're done. You're finished. <laughs> he's not a good. I'm no longer. He's got a winning record. He's got a winning record. Yeah, he's got a oh, winning, winning record. Record. He had. He had. I think two good seasons. Two years ago, when the when the Cowboys, when it was Zeke and, and Dak's rookie years, and then there was one year when they Tony Romo took them deep into the play. They won one game in the playoff. That's it. Every other year they've had is eight and eight and. The way they played the last two years, if he's not fired by the end of this year, then you have to look and see what's going on there. That's all fair, but race shouldn't play anything into what you just said. It has nothing to do with him Bingo. being a white guy. He's saying, tell Jerry that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so too early for Cowboys predictions, but it, it, we have officially started Dallas Watch, Dallas Week here in Washington, D.C. For FP. <laughs> We're going for... Dallas it is Dallas week. Hey, ain't nobody care about the NFL, Joe. <laughs> well, but it's still Dallas week. I mean, it's that's what we call it. It's still Dallas week, Stevie. I know you're not watching, but the rest of us, I mean, I don't watch a lot, but I watch some. But <clears throat> Is well, anyone watching the Sunday night game right now? Yeah. Pat Mahomes looks very, he, he's coming back to life right now. You mean coming back to earth? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's nice. He's, yes, he's coming right, back yeah. to life, guys. He's coming back. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Let's yeah, go. let's Wrap put a pin up. in it for FP, for FP, Stevie, and Joe Razzi. Redskins win, sitting on top of the division. The NFC East is ours to lose, apparently. And according to FP, it's uh, going to be smooth sailing from here because we're just we're we're a smooth operating offense with no issues whatsoever. Putting words in my mouth. Putting words in my mouth. We are out. <laughs> <laughs>